I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The sun is shining on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Bag milk is fist bumping as our music plays in the background. Liam's also here. Hello, Liam. Hello. Episode two. I really like this jam that you found, Liam. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it took me hours to dig deep through the YouTube. I feel like it's got good betting vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, look at that when it kicks back in like this. Mm. All right, anyways, episode two of BLT Bets brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada, live in Ontario, just in time for you to wager on the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit, and that's going to be the focus of the show today. We'll look to build off our unreal success of episode one, where our parlay went over 3 Like, that's almost as impressive, I think, as hitting all three legs. Yeah, definitely. A reverse, a reverse sweep. The old reverse sweep. So maybe you just want to fade us. You want to go with the opposite of whatever we say. Although I will, uh, I will say this: I tallied up the last week of my betting for the daily faceoff show, where I give two bets a play, and uh, or sorry, no, I, I give like between two and four picks a day for the entire season. So I placed right just over three hundred and thirty wagers on the season, and I finished one hundred seventy three. 155 and three, which means I was up 14.2 units on the year. So I'm happy with that. Did you guys see before we get into the matchups? Did you see the interesting bets that Points Bet Canada has available if you are in Ontario right now about the Stanley Cup finals specifically? No. No. At least one Canadian team makes the Stanley Cup finals plus 100. Okay. So they don't have to win. You just need one of them to make it. Two Canadian teams. Teams make the Stanley Cup Finals plus fourteen hundred if you're chasing the juice. Mm. I don't know if I'm chasing, but I might. I like the first one. Yeah, I think so. One Canadian team making it, and Mm -hmm. the other side of that as well. Like getting that at even money is like it's okay. Like I think it's a good price. Um, But the interesting part is the Edmonton and Calgary angle of it, right? Where. Calgary should handle Dallas fairly easily, and we'll touch on that in a bit. Edmonton is favored against LA, so there's like a pretty good chance if those two win and you have this bet at plus 100, you're getting one of Edmonton or Calgary in the conference finals, which at that point, I mean, it would depend on who they'd go up against. You could maybe get them at a better price, or if they come in as the favorite, you're in like a decent spot. Right? We'll have to see how round one plays out, though. Tomorrow, boys. I'm so excited. Finally. The first I'm few so days excited. of the season are always, or of the playoffs are always so good. Like this first round is undefeated in terms of like the drama and shit. 
the first round's always the best. It's like, and mm-hmm. there's just you get to you get it for you know a week, ten days, two weeks, every day, five yeah. o'clock, eight o'clock, just like bang, 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 let's go. And I love the first round. You know what I like actually? The NHL doing this. They really botched this in the past, but the first game starts at five. Granted, that'll be like a 5.15 start because they always start 15 minutes after they say. But the first game's a 5 o'clock mountain start. The second game's 5, 5.30 mountain. And then 7.30 mountain. And then 8 o'clock mountain. So they staggered them a bit. So when there's an intermission in one of the games, you should always be able to flip over to the other game for like 20 minutes, which I think is awesome. Were you at all surprised before we get into it? Uh, the 8 o'clock starts for the Oilers. So a lot of people weren't happy about it. Yeah, but like you should have seen that coming. They're playing a team yeah. in the Pacific time zone. And again, you can't put the Oilers really any earlier. Otherwise, you'd just kind of be screwing over. Like you can't put St. Louis in the wild at 10 o'clock Eastern because then that's like a nine o'clock central time, right? Yep. This happened when they played San Jose as well, I think. Yeah. A few, it makes 2017. sense. Yeah. Like it kind of sucks, but I mean, extra hour, what does not really matter? And what I would like to say, if you're listening to this podcast, is if you need a doctor's note for Tuesday morning, Liam will write one up for you. Mm-hmm. Your boss may not accept it, but he will write one for you. Yep. I have good handwriting. <laughs> Do you actually? Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, okay. I can I, see you with nice penmanship. Yeah. Does the trick. Mm-hmm. It's tricked everyone else with the doctor's notes I've given out so far. So. See? So the series that start tomorrow are Carolina hosting Boston, Toronto hosting Tampa, Mini hosting St. Louis and Edmonton hosting the L.A. Kings. Uh, we'll go through all of them. Where do, do we want to just go like east to west or what do we want to do here? Let's start yeah, east. Yeah, let's just start east to west. Okay, so let's start with the top seed in the east and it's the Florida Panthers taking on the Washington Capitals. Um, there are a handful of ways to bet on the way a series is going to go. And PointsBet has a few options here. Uh, you can do just an outright series winner. You can do a series spread. So, for example, Florida minus one and a half. In that scenario, they would have to win the series in six games or less because then they would be up 4-2 in the series, minus one and a half. You're still getting the advantage. So, Florida minus one and a half is an option. Florida minus two and a half is an option, which means they would have to win it in four or five games as well. Um, But the odds on this one, Florida to win minus 300. Washington's plus 240. Panthers in six games or less is minus 135, which I actually think that might be a bit of an interesting spot. I I just think Florida should handle Washington relatively easily. I think Florida is going to handle a lot of people relatively easily, you know, but then again, that's the beauty about the NHL playoffs is things that you think are going to happen may not necessarily happen. Washington's won before, you know, Mm -hmm. and regular season stats when the playoffs start don't mean shit. What's the status with Ovechkin? Do we know? Like, is he going to be back for I game saw he one? skated. He skated. Because obviously that makes a huge difference. Yeah. And they ended the regular season poorly. What was it three, three or four losses in a row? At four, I think. Was in the, the, last, in yeah. the month of April, they were 18th in the NHL in points percentage. Mm. Yeah. I just don't see Washington really competing at a high level, high enough level to knock off Florida. Like what was the thing you said in six games or less was minus minus one thirty five. Yeah. I think that's pretty good odds for this could be a sweep. Like Florida's that good that they might just wipe out Washington right away. Yeah. Yeah. They very well could. I would, I wouldn't bet against a sweep. That's what I'd say. No. And I I think the sweep honestly might not even be that bad. Like, 
Florida to sweep is plus 550. I don't think that's a terrible bet either, especially if you were to maybe go like, you know, you throw for the sake of the argument, a hundred bucks on Florida, right? To win in six or less. You take that minus 135 because at that point you're profiting, you know, somewhere around the $60 mark. And then you go and maybe you just put like 15 or 20 bucks on Florida to sweep. And you got that little bit of juice in there. And then you also, you know, you're, you're pretty secure and pretty safe, I think, with Florida minus one and a half. Do you think we're at all being disrespectful for not talking about the Jets Kraken that are playing right now? <laughs> the fact that that's going on, I mean, I didn't bet on it because I didn't feel the need to. Um, but the fact that that's happening today is hilarious. I was just opening up. Uh, I was just opening up some odds here, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's a game on." Right <laughs> I now. did the same thing too. Wow, <laughs> uh, what are the playoff odds? Kraken like, Jets. If you had the over, you, I think the over hit. I think it's, what are you thinking, Tyler? For Panthers Capitals, are you? I would bet Panthers six games or less. That seems like easy money to me. I kind of like the plan of you know you throw like a solid unit on Panthers minus one and a half games at minus one thirty five. And then you just mix in a little bit of uh, Panthers to sweep at plus 550. I, I think that's like a pretty safe spot to be at. You could also probably parlay that, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if you wanted to do like Calgary Dallas or something like that in six games or less, you could maybe combine the two, get a bit of plus money. I don't know what that is. I'm just thinking of another series that'll probably be a bit of an easy one, which will be that one for Calgary, I think. Yeah. My heart, it would just hurt me too badly to bet on Calgary in any fashion. Mm-hmm. I just well, couldn't do get, it. They're getting swept. That's what I have them down as. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yep. That makes sense to me. So we're all pretty much in agreement here on this Florida series, right? Like they should handle water. It's not even a hot take. It's not like we're like doing any sort of groundbreaking analysis here. Like Florida's just no. clearly the better team. They finished the year strong. They were fifth in the month of April in points percentage. Um, you know, they are two and one against Washington on the season as well. So they've played them pretty good, although that doesn't really, really matter too much in terms of getting into a playoff series. But like, Florida, they just look like a juggernaut. And even with the goaltending, yeah. like, if Bobrovsky falters, they can just go to Spencer Knight, who's had shown some good flashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot closer than I realized. Like, 12, 13 goals for Florida, 12 for Washington. Like, pretty yeah. tight season series. But, again, like, Favetskin's not playing. Like, if he misses game one and game two and you're already down 2 nothing, like, I don't know if they're going to come back from that. I think Favetskin just plays a massive role in in this and again if he plays game one then who knows but yeah i would put my money on florida and then just like for me i just i can't see past florida in this series because you look at the regular season stats 340 goals for they just pump goals <laughs> in and their last 10 games leading into the regular at the end of the regular season i should say was seven three you know just complete dominance and i don't even care about that last game against montreal none of their players were playing <laughs> anyway so it's basically seven and two coming down the stretch the, uh, the next series I want to dig into here is, in my opinion, the most intriguing of the first round, and it's Tampa Bay versus Toronto. I mean, yes, they split the season series 2-2, um, but remember the Lightning like a week ago or 10 days ago had that eight-goal outburst, and Tampa went on this insane run to close out the year in terms of their ability to like score goals, produce offense. They scored in sort of the last two weeks of the season, seven against Winnipeg, then it was three against Detroit, eight against Toronto, six against Nashville, eight against Florida, four against Columbus, and they even ended the year with six against the Islanders. 
Like, they're just scoring seemingly at will. Like, I get the angle of, like, you know, the Lightning have played a ton of hockey over the last couple of years. And I think that's a reason where, like, I don't think they're going on a long run. I wouldn't bet on the Lightning to win the Cup. I think at some point, there's just not enough gas in the tank for them. But they are a tough task for the Leafs. If I'm a Leafs fan, I do not like this first-round matchup. It's just, it's one of those ones where you go up against the defending champs. By the way, back-to-back defending champs. They've been there before. They know how to win in the playoffs. The Lightning can play some heavy hockey. And like Tyler just said, they can score goals in bunches. And for Toronto, I mean, goaltending's been an issue. It's it's gotten better down the stretch, but like ultimately it's been an issue for them. So against a team that can pump goals home, that's a scary one. I yeah, it's I don't want to. It's kind of a shame that this is a first round series, but it could have been Toronto had got Florida or Tampa yeah. got Florida too. Like anything that that division was going to be tough. I it's hard to bet against Tampa Bay. It is. That's my big thing. It's not even that I don't think Toronto can win this series because they're more than capable. But Tampa Bay just has everything you need to. Well, they've won back to back, like you said. Yeah. Like. Toronto, the goaltender is going to be everything. Like if Jack Campbell shows up and he's a goalie that he was at the start of the year where everyone thought he was a clear Vesna favor or one of the finalists at least, and they've got a good chance, but I don't know if Jack Campbell is going to show up and be that guy that they need. For me, that's an X factor in Tampa's favor is Vasilevsky. Mm. How can you bet against that guy? Last year, if you think back to the playoffs, every series that the clinching game, he got a shutout in. The guy just is... He's a beast in the playoffs, and that's going to be a major challenge for the the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's also going to be a challenge for them because last year, if you remember, Marner and Matthews were basically non-existent in that first round. And if Mm -hmm. that happens again, that is real bad news. Yeah, especially Marner. Like, people were calling for him to get traded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there was all these scenarios, and obviously they didn't, which was probably the right decision. But Toronto is better than they were last year. I think we can Mm -hmm. all agree on that. But again, like I, I kind of like Tampa in six. That's kind of where I would. I, I have a funny feeling this is going seven. I think it's just going to be an all out war. Like I, the goaltending, you're right. Vasilevsky could just stand on his head. And if the thing is, if he stands on his head in the right games, like on the games where maybe Tampa doesn't have it and they're playing not quite as good as the Leafs and the Leafs pepper 45 shots, but Vasilevsky only gives up a goal. Like then, yeah, this thing could end quicker, but I don't know. It pays plus 180 to go exactly seven games. Um, I, I don't maybe love that bet, but I, I, I do think this is going seven. And this is like, this is two teams that they score a lot of goals too. like Toronto finished the season with 315. Tampa was at 287. However, Tampa gives up, gave up 20 fewer goals, very similar goal differential. I think that the goaltenders in this series specifically is going to be a massive story to follow. I agree with Liam. I think it goes six, maybe seven, but I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. There's two high octane teams and I don't know which way I would bet in this one, to be honest. Yeah. I think I'm Tampa because of the experience, but ultimately Toronto's got weapons too, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, the other number that I found interesting is since April 1st in the last month of the season, again, because I like focusing on how teams are playing going into the playoffs, the Lightning are second in power play percentage, 32.7%. The Maple Leafs are 31st in PK percentage, 75%. So like, Ooh. if Tampa gets that power play going or keeps that power play going, Toronto's penalty kill isn't good as of late. That could be a determining factor. Uh, the Leafs are favorites. They're minus 120. The Lightning are plus 
100. Um, if you were to take the Lightning minus a game and a half, like Liam said, it goes all the way up to plus 180. I'm staying away. I'm just not touching this one. I, I think the Leafs are really, really good. But at the same time, like betting against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, I just, I, I can't, I just can't pick a side here, honestly. I actually think this is the one series I'm going to bet more money on than other ones. Because you're that confident in Tampa. I just, I just find it so difficult to not believe in them. And Toronto has been the team over and over again that's failed mm-hmm. in the postseason. And I think it's just going to play such a massive factor. If they go down one nothing at home, like, you know, like who's been there, right? Like Spezza, I guess, is the only guy that's been to a final, right? Is there anyone yeah, else? Like I can't think of anyone. Yeah, like Giordano, I suppose, is like some experience. But again, like when he was on Calgary, they lost in the first round as a first yeah. seed. Like, but you could also look at it from the angle of have the Leafs just learned enough tough lessons over the last few years, right? Yeah, you could true. also look at it too, like to be fair to Toronto, that if they're going to get over the hump at some point, doing it against the defending back-to-back champs, mm-hmm. like that could set the tone for a long run for them. I, I think that actually, I think if they do get past it, I think they could go all the way. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they could go to the final. Like it would likely be Florida, which we kind of determined that they would play. Yeah. But I just think you have that confidence in you and like, you know, and also if they went into Florida, I don't think anyone would expect them to actually win. So the fact yeah. they could go and do that against them, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, because if Toronto goes up against Florida, they're a good team with low expectations. Mm-hmm. Maybe they play a little loose, a little free. Yeah, who knows? It's kind of like what Tampa went through when they lost to Columbus. You yeah. know exactly. Can I uh, give you guys so points bet also has the option for you to bet on who will be the top goal scorer in every series. Mm. Matthews is the favorite at plus two twenty five, followed by Stamkos, and then Point, and then Marner. But the bet I love. And I'm gonna. I'm not going like a sure. full big bet on this, but I'm sprinkling this. Nikita Kucherov is yeah. nine to one to be the highest goal scorer in this series. In the month of April, no one in the NHL scored more goals than Nikita Kucherov. He had four, he has fourteen in his last sixteen games. This That's is nine to one. Holy it's tremendous smokes. value on that. That's very interesting. I can't believe that's the bet. They just like forgot he exists or what? He's he like he didn't play all year and, and stuff like that. But I just I get that. But like you're talking about last the last month, you know. I think wow. that's going to be if I do bet on this series, and I think I am going to do this. If you can get Kucherov anywhere around that nine to one number, I I think you got to jump all over it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I like that one. That's probably the best bet we've spoken about so far. To be honest, and that's it's a really juicy good bet. as hell. Let's <laughs> that's uh, the juice. Let's flip over to the other division then. Um, and starting at the top of that one, this is a series I am wildly intrigued by. The Hurricanes open up as minus 125 favorites against the Boston Bruins, who are plus 105 to win this series. Uh, Canes, three and overs Boston this year. They beat them 3 nothing, 7-1, and 6 nothing. That was the season series. But, but, Boston started to play some pretty good hockey down the stretch. They cooled off a little bit towards the end, but still, like they, they were playing some good hockey. Carolina, ninth in points percentage in April, but that Freddie Anderson's not going to be available for game one. And Linus Allmark, if they go with him, he's been one of the best goalies in the NHL over the last six to eight weeks. I think this is an interesting spot with Boston as an upset pick. I I have Boston as the upset pick in this one, just because of the goaltending. Like, when is Anderson going to be back? Is he going to be back? For game two, game three, like we obviously know he's not going to be back for game one, but like come around to carry the load for that long. I and Boston, like you said, they've been playing pretty good as of late. 
and I again like I don't know. I just see if one series is going to kind of get the upset in the East. I think it would be this one. I I can't even add much more than that. I just think that Boston has a chance to do it. Carolina, like you said, again without their starting goaltender, that is a big deal that matters. It's like when we get, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but when we go to the Western conference, it's the same thing for Nashville. Like you could expect Nashville to make some noise. If UC Saros hadn't gotten hurt, you know, I think the Bruins can do it here. And even if Anderson comes back for game two or game three or game four, it's like, okay, this guy's not played in a couple of weeks now, right? Like he's been Mm -hmm. out of the lineup for a bit. So what kind of Freddie Anderson are you even getting? He had a really good regular season, but throwing him into the fire of the middle of a playoff series when he's not fully, potentially not fully healthy. I think that's a dangerous game. And also there's something about this Bruins team. They're experienced as hell. And they're so, like them at the TD Garden. I think it's intimidating for teams to roll in there for a playoff game. Like that's an intimidating barn to go into. Yeah, Bruins fans are a little nutso, so I could absolutely see it getting wild in there. Hundred percent, two thousand percent. Another thing too, you said Boston was like hot. Some of the teams they beat, they beat Florida, they beat New York, they beat Penguins, they beat the Blues, like they beat Tampa Bay, like they beat a lot of good teams down the stretch and. Like they're they're confident right now, and Linus Olmark, like you said, like the last time he had a save percentage under nine hundred was March twenty sixth against the Islanders when he had an eight eighty nine. Like interesting, red hot. The interesting thing about Carolina on the flip side is that they have a, like a plus seventy six goal differential through the the rest the regular season. They don't give up a whole lot of goals against, and that's going to be an interesting challenge yeah. to go up against a Bruins team that has guys like Marshawn and Pasternak that can put the puck in the net. It's going to be a fun series, and having Anderson out at least for game one makes that's a little spicy. Little spicy, even with the goaltending injuries and stuff like that. Last month of the season, they still had the seventh least goals against per game played. So it'll be tight. I think Boston at plus 105 is a decent spot. But my favorite series bet of the Eastern Conference is in the New York Pittsburgh series, where this line has shifted a little around. It's shifted around a little bit. But the Rangers being a pick em against the Penguins, honest to God, makes no sense to me. I don't, I do not understand. Why this why this is set this way? Unless there's a lot of like public money coming in on the Rangers, then that's skewing it. But the Rangers finished seven points up on the Penguins. They swept the season series against the Penguins as well. And no one knows about Tristan Jari for sure. Mm-hmm. I I saw this one too and thought, wow. Like it just doesn't make a lot of sense at all. With uh the Penguins, like the Rangers were pushing for the division. The Penguins were pushing not to finish in a wild card spot. You know, like yeah, it just yeah. eventually they obviously didn't, but it came down to strike something like that. And like Tristan Jari not being there is another goalie situation like Carolina. Yeah. I, I would, is it crazy to say this one could be a sweep? I, I think a sweep is a little aggressive, but I think if you wanted something super juicy, Rangers minus two and a half games at plus 350. I think my bet is going to be I'll go Rangers straight up minus 110. That's good to me. And I'm probably mm. going to go Rangers minus one and a half as well and mix them up that way. So plus 180 on minus one and a half. And if you take them at minus 110, it's like a bit of insurance. I think that's like worth the two units that I'm going to be putting on it. I just think the Rangers are a much, much better team. And Igor Shesterkin is so good. Like this guy's winning the Vesna. There's a clear cut argument for him to be the MVP of the league. And Pittsburgh's been wildly inconsistent. I don't, I don't get it. This series, uh, one that I've been looking at on it is total games under five and a half at plus 155. Huh? It's kind of fun to me, you know? 
I think that I could see Pittsburgh winning one, but I could also see the Rangers taking four or five, you know, plus 155. Why not? I'll sprinkle something on that. Yeah, I, I just think this is a really good spot. If you like the Rangers to sweep, I don't know if you mentioned this, sorry, Liam, but uh, they're plus 1,200 to sweep. <laughs> so you're getting them at 12 I don't think that's that crazy. It's not the most insane the, thing, no. They have the best goalie in the league. Mm-hmm. they got a great defenseman in Adam Fox. I know you have, like, Trooper and all those guys, too. And then their offense is really good. Like The deadline pickups they made? Yeah, like, Andrew Kopp's been really good for them, too. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think uh, it sounds crazy to say because... The Penguins, they you know they still have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, but I don't know. Just the fact that you don't have you starting goalie, like Casey DeSmith, has actually not been that bad for them either. To give him some credit, but I just think he's just going to get outmatched by Shusterkin. And if he doesn't, then good for him. Yeah. It. I. I just think this is such a good spot for the New York Rangers. Um, series top goal scorer in this one, Chris Kreider's four to one. At the top, he had just a monster regular season. Artemi Panarin's down at 14 to 1, though, and that intrigues me just a little bit. That is very juicy to me. 14 to 1 for Panarin? Come on. Like Chris Kreider, yeah, he had the heater of all heaters, but like, where did that come from, even? I His previous career high was 28 goals, you know? <laughs> and he almost got 50. Oh, did score 50. I wonder about Cop. I wonder if Andrew Cop can be that guy. He had eight goals in what did he played. 16 games, yeah. something like that. Score, he got like, one of them was a, he had a hat trick though, so he did get a bulk of them in one game, which is only like two games ago, right? Yeah. Like it's recent. I wonder, I just sometimes it, those guys are the ones that just step up a little bit. Last month of the season, uh, the Rangers had three players score six goals it was Kreider, Strom, and Cop, and Panarin and Lafreniere each had four. Um, so like you could even do something though if you wanted to, like if you were to put I'll use ten dollars for this example, ten bucks on Kreider. And ten on Panarin, you're getting fifty back if Kreider does it, or hundred and fifty back if Panarin does it. And to have those two guys as your horses in a series that we think the Rangers should win, that might be a good way to split it up. Moving on well, to the this West. is this is kind of the first time I'm betting on playoffs in this way, outside of just my usual love of props. And it's interesting to kind of dig into series predictions, the over under on games. There's a lot of different options to look at here. Yeah, there's so much to look at. And points bet, like I said, has like five options for each one. Um, are we, yeah, we want to move on to the West now? Let's do it. Okay, let's start at uh, the top of the conference where Colorado is taking on the Nashville Predators. Uh, the Avs won one and two versus Nashville this season. And every and for the most part, the games have been high scoring. In their four games head-to-head, a total of 32 goals scored between these two sides. Some high-scoring affairs, um, really, really interesting. Avs are 14th in April in points percentage, but I'm not reading a ton into that because they've been banged up and they really haven't had a ton to play for either. But, like, do they have anybody coming back? Landeskog skated in a normal jersey today. Okay, so captain's coming back. They should have Taves. Rantanen missed a bit with an illness, but he's back as well. They should be 100% healthy. And Peter Baugh, who's the uh, athletic correspondent for the... Uh, for the Avs, he mentioned that they haven't had everyone in the lineup, I don't think at all this season. Someone's always been hurt for them. So this might be really the first time that they're fully healthy, which is would have me shitting my pants if I'm a Predators fan. <laughs> yeah, and then you add that in with Saros being out probably for the entirety of the round or longer. So 
I don't know. Like I had more hopes of Nashville matching up against Calgary had it swung that way, but against Colorado, I just, I just can't see this one going that far. Yeah. I, don't I mean, I, it's hard to, hard to put any, any faith behind Nashville with uh, David Riddich in goal now, which is a shame because a lot of the guys on that team had kind of turned it around this year. Like Matt Duchesne had a great year compared to what he had been doing in the years past, but it's hard. It's, you can't really bet against Colorado right yeah. now, yeah. you know? If you're looking at series total games for Colorado, Nashville, it's, it's minus money unless you're betting at under 4.5, which is plus 325 right now. So clearly the betters also feel like Colorado is going to walk through this one. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of get that vibe too. Like what, what did you, uh, what's the sweep? You have the sweep up in front of you? Plus 400. Mm, yeah. Like, it's probably the best bet to be honest like yeah you either take the sweep or like bank milk said maybe you go minus two and a half at plus 110 or maybe you bet them both right because again if mm. you were to throw 10 bucks on minus two and a half 10 bucks on the plus 400 sweep you're making a little bit of money even if they win it in five it's not a ton of money obviously like point one of a unit but you have that built-in value of a sweep and then the plus 110 of them at minus two and a half games like, again, there's always series that just find a way to stun you. Like, you go back to last year. Like, no one thought Montreal was going to go to the cup final, right? No, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think this Colorado team is just too good to lose to a Nashville team that won't have their starting goalie. Yeah, yeah. it just seemed like for all season long, all roads in the Western Conference led to Colorado. And unfortunately yeah. for the Predators, they are the first ones up. Yeah, very unfortunate for the Predators. Uh, let's go to that second series out in the Central. This might be the best series in the Western Conference. Minnesota, St. Louis, two just absolute wagons going head to head. Both teams went 12 2 and 2 in April. They were the only two teams in the league to collect 26 points in the month. They were both tied for second in points percentage in the month. St. Louis scored an average of 4.81 goals in April, only allowed 3.19. Mini was 4.13 to 2.88. These teams were not just winning. They were smoking almost everyone they played in the process. And they both played a lot of playoff teams as well. I think it was seven for the Wild and five or six for St. Louis as well. This one's tough to call. I think I like Mini. Um, the sports books like mini points bet has them as the favorites in this series sitting at uh, minus 155 to St. Louis at plus 130. So what do we think of that? This is a series, to be honest, I'm staying away from it entirely. I have no idea what I would do on this one. Both teams could win. Both teams have been playing well down the stretch. Both teams have like you, like you said, Tyler have beat playoff teams on their way down the stretch. I, I just have no idea what to do here. I think the only thing I would do is bet on how many games would be played. I think that's the closest I would come to betting on this. I would think it'll go six, which is plus 190 on points bet. Yeah. But how can you pick a team? Like, I think both these teams could win the cup, to be honest. Yeah. They're both good enough. And just to bet on one of them, like, maybe, like, I would bet on St. Louis to win the series just because they more than they could, like, you know, and it's plus 130. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's where I would go. But yep. I think the best way for this series for me would just be to bet the games rather than... And maybe even um, high score. Like, Tarasenko, I think, was plus 650. Like, that might be a fun one to dab a little bit on. Fiala at plus 800 is uh, 
a little intriguing to me. Like he mm. finished the year so hot. He was tied for fourth in the NHL with 10 goals in the final month of the year. This guy can score in bunches. I, I don't love it at eight to one. I don't think the value is just, it's not quite there for me. Like, especially when we talked about like getting Kucherov at nine to one and Panarin at 14 to one. Um, but I think I'm with bag milk. I think I'm going to stay away from this series. I just, I don't know. I it's just, I can't get a read on it. They're both too good, and I could just both realistic. I could see them both realistically winning this thing in six or seven games. Yeah, I, I mean, like both teams are good. Both teams play some heavy hockey. Both teams have got some really good players that can be difference makers out on the offensive side. And I just this is a series where I look at it, and it, it could go either way. I have zero idea. I'm with Liam. I might bet games, total games played, but that's about it. Outside of maybe some individual prop bets, while we actually get going. Yeah. All right, then let's move on to the Pacific Division where the Calgary Flames are taking on the Dallas Stars. And I'll just be honest, I think the Stars might be the biggest frauds in either conference. I don't think they're that good at all. Jake Ottinger is solid, but they're a, they're the definition of a one-line team. The Stars' top line has combined for 105 goals this season. The bottom nine that they have listed at daily face-off right now, so I'm assuming that's their game one roster, their entire bottom nine has only combined for 95 goals. So the top line is more than 50% of their offense. You compare that to Calgary, the Flames' top line has combined for 124 goals, and their bottom nine has combined for 131. So the bottom nine has outscored the top line, the reverse of Dallas. I just think this Dallas team struggled a little bit down the stretch, 16th in April in points percentage. They were outscored by about half a goal on average in the final month. The Flames went 2-0-1 versus the Stars in the season series, and they went 10-3-2 in April. The Flames are good, as much as it may pain the three of us to admit it. They are very, very good, and I think this could be a very quick series. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts to say it, but like again, like you said, Tyler, Dallas, it's it's almost interesting that they got in. They're the only playoff team that had a negative goal differential. It's almost weird to see that. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially when you've got teams that are ran away with with their plus minus. But I just I hope Dallas can do it. I really do. But you know, logically I just can't see it happening. Yeah, I don't want to say another sweep, so I'll just say five for this one, but <laughs> Yeah, I can see Dallas winning a game. Why not? Yeah. um, They're actually decent at home, I think, especially in the last few games. They struggled on the road, but in the last few, they won some big ones, especially that Vegas game they needed to win to get into the playoffs. But they got some game changes. Like Robinson's a really good player. Pavelski, Rope Hints, they can all all change a game with their scoring ability. But again, Calgary's so good. And Markstrom elite goaltending that top line they have is so crazy good like it you gotta you gotta give them credit and i could i think calgary easily will win this series four or five games dallas by the way liam just to back up what you said dallas uh only has one regulation loss in their last 10 home games to close out the year they went six one and three so they've been good at home and you're right i could see them stealing one on home ice but that's about it i think my like official play for this one is gonna be a unit on Calgary minus one and a half and a unit on Calgary minus two and a half, which is plus 175 mm-hmm. on that second one. And again, build myself in a little bit of security so my loss will be small if they win it in six games, but I'm really banking on them winning it in four or five and, and I'm coming out with a good a good little payout. 
Unless, you know, this could be one of those. The only way I see Dallas getting through here is if the goal, they get goaltending that's red hot that can match Markstrom. And if Calgary's top line cools off a little bit, Kudrow, as an example, historically hasn't been overly great in the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, there could be that. But if you're a Dallas Stars fan, this is probably not going to be a good time for you. Probably not. No, um, I just noticed points bet has pulled off the series top, the top goal scorer for the series here. So we don't have anything there. Um, and, but with the flames top line, all being so solid, like they all had right around 40 goals this season. Um, I think they all did hit the 40 goal mark this year. Like it'd probably be pretty tough to pick out of those three anyways. Um, so let's wrap this up with uh, the series. That is certainly the biggest one for us. And that would be Edmonton versus the LA Kings. The Oilers open as Pretty sizable favorites in this one. Like, just to give you, just to again compare it to the rest of the Western Conference, the Avs are minus 650 to win. Huge. The Flames are minus 304, also not worth betting on. The Wild were minus 155 favorites, and the Oilers right in the middle there at minus 250. I don't think it's worth betting on Edmonton to win the series at minus 250. That price isn't good enough, in my opinion. Edmonton minus a game and a half, though is minus 105. That's a little bit more interesting to me. Um, but what do you guys think? I think Edmonton's clearly the better team. Like, that's not even really up for debate, I don't think. Well, Edmonton's the better team. Uh, the Kings don't have Doughty. That obviously hurts them a lot. Um, but there is always the factor that Jonathan Quick could be Jonathan Quick. And if he does, it could give LA a chance. I'm most interested to see how Kopitar and Deno match up against Connor and Leon yeah. because a guy like Deneau, he did it really, really well for Montreal just last year. And Kopitar is a guy who's won the Selkie before. So that's going to be interesting to watch. I think that when you get further down, like looking at Edmonton's third line with Nuge Fogel, and I still think it should be Pooley Arvey, even though I know it was Derek Ryan today at practice. Yeah. Um, that line will have an opportunity to maybe be a difference maker here. Ultimately, I think the Oilers win. I don't think this is going to be a four or five game short series, though. I could see it going to six. I, I think so, too. I think the expectations for the Oilers are very high. You know, like, I, I don't think people believe a lot in L.A., but it's like you said, like, they have some players who maybe they're not going to win the game 5-1 but they could squeak out like a 3-2. Like, I think every game, they've played four times this year and only one of them has not been a one-goal game. Yeah. Something along those lines anyway. they've all been Yeah, and that was the game that close. LA won in the, f- the first game of the year. It was a 5-1 win yeah. for LA, so. Well, funnily um, enough, yeah. The, so there you, go. you never know. Yeah, and I, uh, but I do believe in Edmonton in this one. I think the depth of this team offensively might be too much for them to handle. And it's similar to like with Carolina, how they're not going to have Freddie Anderson and Pittsburgh aren't going to have Tristan Jari. Like yeah. the best player the Kings have is probably Dowdy. Kopitar, I guess, if you want to argue that. But either way, like they're missing a key member of their lineup, which is probably going to not favor them well. So I, I like the others minus one and a half. Um, just because I've been doing this for the other series, a few stats that I noticed. The Oilers first in points percentage in the entire NHL in the month of April and were outscoring their opposition 3.71 to 2.29. The Kings in that span, uh, they were they were 10th in the NHL, 3.08 to an even three as well. The Kings really were a tale of two halves this season, in my opinion. First 41 games of the year, they had a 53.9% goals for percentage at five on five. That number dropped all the way down to 44.9% in the second half of the season. You can look at their goaltending. It's the exact same. 
good in the first half, not good in the second half of the season. And the other thing, I wrote about this today at Oilers Nation. The Oilers this season have split up McDavid and Dreisaitl pretty much all year, more than they have in the past two seasons. And their goals for percentage with McDavid and Dreisaitl off the ice, in 1920, it was 37.61. Last season, it was 35.80. This year, it was all the way up at 41.79. They are playing... McDavid and Drysaddle separate, which I think will be a matchup nightmare for the LA Kings. And yep. with those two off the ice, which keep in mind, it's less time with the two of them off the ice, but they're better without the two of them on the ice with that 41.79. A big reason why is the third line with Nuge. I think it could get better. Like you said, Begnook, if they pull Yarvi there. I, the Oilers are winning this series. It's just a matter of how you want to bet on it. Like you could maybe throw the minus 250 thing into like a parlay with like Florida to win as well, since that seems like a bit of a layup. Um, and you get you get it down a little bit. Um, but I just, even minus one and a half at the payout minus 105, I think that's my spot. Oilers minus one and a half. Do you have any concern, boys, that the last two years, the I'm just playing devil's advocate, mind yeah, you, yeah. that the Oilers were heavily favored in the first round the last two years, or I guess the bubble play and whatever you want to call it against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Last year, they absolutely rolled through Winnipeg all season long, and we know how that ended up in the playoffs. It worries me a little bit, especially like, but I think the Chicago one was way more disappointing than the Jets one because they were right there with the Jets. What was it? Three of them went to overtime and one of them was like an empty net goal or whatever it was, right? Like that easily could have gone the other way. When they played Chicago, it just didn't seem like they were good enough to actually beat Chicago. Like I think this team now is good enough to make it past LA, like a team they should be beating. LA doesn't have a Connor Hallibuck. Like, that's the reason why yeah. the Oilers lost that series last time. The goaltending on the Oilers will continue to worry me. I don't care how well Mike Smith's playing. Like, it, it, they are what they are, right? Like, it's not overly trustworthy. Like, if they get good goaltending, then the Oilers will be fine. And, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so just to wrap things up, these are my bets. And I'm going to be keeping track of these throughout the whole playoffs. And I'll also be keeping track of my daily bets as well that I do uh, every day on the daily face-off show. But I'm taking Florida minus one and a half games at minus 135. Tampa, Toronto, I'm taking Kucherov at nine to one to lead the series in goals. Carolina, Boston, I'm taking Boston straight up at plus 105. Uh, these are all just going to be one unit plays. Kucherov is going to be a half unit play. Uh, the Rangers, I'm going to put one unit on them to win the series at minus 110 and another unit on them minus one and a half games. Uh, Colorado, Nashville. I'm going to do a similar to, thing to what I'm doing with the, uh, or no, sorry. I'm just taking Colorado minus two and a half games at a unit. I'm staying away from mini St. Louis. Going to do a unit on Calgary minus one and a half and a unit on Calgary minus two and a half. And then a unit on the Oilers minus one and a half. And those are going to be how I dish out my bets. So I got like 11 or 12 kind of bets going into this thing. 11 and a half, I guess, with the Kucherov one. And that's the way I'm going to roll in this one. Is there a, a handful of bets that you guys really, really like heading into this thing? There's a couple of just random goal, player goal props that I'm super into. Like Evan Bouchard over one goal at plus 100. Yeah, Come on. I like that kind of thing. Uh, Evander Kane over two and a half at plus 100. That's interesting to me as well. I mean, there's just some, there's some interesting goals and goal props in here that I'm, that I'm into. So seeing as the boys are rolling a little bit, you know, might throw a couple of shekels around on a few of those. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I kind of like those two. Uh, I guess a few I have Florida six or less Tampa and six. 
I like the Kucherov one too. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a nice one. Yeah. New York Rangers straight up, Boston straight up. Evander Kane to be the highest goal scorer in the series at plus 850. It might seem crazy with yeah. dry side. I can see Tyler's face. No, I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't think it's that uh, crazy. Yeah, but I, he ended the season hot and him and Connor kind of building it a little bit. I think that might be something. I don't think that one's that crazy, regardless, like having Connor and Leon there. Like, why not? You know, Kopitar and Dino are going to be keyed in on those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it for a fact. So maybe that gives a little bit more room to Evander Kane on that left side. Yeah. And like, obviously, he doesn't play on the first unit power play, but I don't know how many power plays are we even going to see. And then I'm going to, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I'm going to dabble with some like series parlays and stuff. Probably. Flames, Oilers, Panthers is one I like. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll sprinkle Colorado in there one way or another. All right. Well, uh, keep it locked on our Twitters and maybe we'll tweet out a few as we uh, get closer here. But I think that's it. I think that's uh, all we got here. This is good. Playoff time. It's exciting. Oh, it's so exciting. All right. Thanks for listening to episode two of BLT Bets for Liam and Bag Milk. Signing off. Enjoy. We'll be back on Wednesday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.